So literally five minutes it took to record this thing, and it has resulted in like hundreds of sales of those pouches. Now, if you compare that to the creatives that that client has already created, spending half a day taking photos and videos of a product versus hours that took five minutes. This is Digital Marketing. Hey, it's Marky Grass here, and I've got a question for you. What if you could legally get the emails of almost every person who visits your site? Seriously, what if you could safely and respectfully retarget your website visitors via email just by dropping a pixel onto your site? It might sound too good to be true, but our new sponsors at getemails.com can do just that. They've created a system that's compliant with US laws and regulations, and every email address they send you is opted in to receive emails. So that means that you can connect your anonymous website visitors to real people and safely retarget them through email with real-time, fully compliant interactions. It might sound too good to be true, but trust me, it works. The CEO, Adam Robinson, is brilliant. And he believes in his product so much that he's willing to do something a little crazy for digital marketer listeners. If you go through their easy 30-minute onboarding process and haven't 5X your investment within the first six months, they'll give you all of your money back. To take advantage of the offer, go to getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. That's getemails.com slash digitalmarketer. Hey everyone, welcome to the Digital Marketer Podcast, where we talk about everything digital marketing, including our personal strategy called the Customer Value Journey, applied to every platform and technique that you could think of. Today I have Gavin Bell, the founder of Yatter, a PPC agency that manages over $5 million of ad spend on Facebook, Google, and TikTok. Welcome, Gavin. Thanks for having me, Mark. Yeah, I'm super excited. So before we got on, we just chatted briefly about like what's the hot topic right now, and you know we both kind of uh, got excited about the uh, creatives that have to go with PPC campaigns. So why don't, why don't you give me a little background about kind of the evolution? I know we've had a lot of massive changes within paid media and how it's kind of influencing the creatives right now. Yeah, so I mean, I, I've been in this advertising space for coming seven to eight years or so now, and so I've. I've had quite a few different journeys of the key things that are important and i when i first started my career i I focused mostly on on the facebook advertising side of things which has obviously had massive changes over the the last few years and mostly so over the last year or two with you know ios changes and and things and one of the key things that i found over the last few years is the change of facebook and and all the other platforms moving from the focus of analytics and the focus of campaign setup and the focus of you know all the the technical side of things like attribution windows and conversion setups and all these to one where now it's actually a focus on the creative element and it's because if if we take facebook as an example they're they're trying to make it easier and easier and easier for users to use the platform and each year, the the robot or the machine, Facebook, whatever you want to call it, gets smarter and smarter. And so we, as marketers, have less information to plug into the machine because the machine knows what to do from a targeting perspective. And so that leads the the differentiating point between good campaigns and bad campaigns being the thing that people actually see when they scroll their feed, which is the creative, the copy, the video, the image, whatever that might be. And so for me... Now, like looking at the industry, looking at my business and looking at what we 
talk to our clients about is you have to be on top of the creative. It's no longer good enough to, you know, put up stock images. You have to have a real, real focus on the creative if you want to stand out from everybody else. Because one of the key things about advertising online is you're not just competing against your competitors. You know, your competitors might have rubbish ads. You're not just competing against them. You're competing against every single other business that's trying to get the attention of the customer that you're going after. And so it's vitally important that you can get a grasp on good creative. That's awesome. Well, and I think that's a you know shift I like because I came from brand development and I was always visual first. And then yeah, and then you switch to the analytics side. It's like, oh, it's not as, as fun for me personally. But I know that you know TikTok is kind of a up-and-comer in terms of paid spend. So how do you think that TikTok's approach to advertising really differs from the, the typical Google or, or Facebook approach? The thing, the thing that I find really interesting about TikTok is, is, is the fact that the people, the creators on TikTok are doing something that I've never seen done before, which is they're able to create these hyper niche and hyper relevant TikToks or videos that are just like unbelievably relevant to people watching it. And then TikTok obviously have nailed the algorithm part to make sure that those videos are seen by the right people. But you know, if I scroll my TikTok feed, I'm seeing jokes and funny things and interesting things where sometimes I'm having moments where I'm like, I thought I was the only person in the world that had that thought or feeling. And then, you know, then somebody put a video on it and there's hundreds of thousands of likes. So they've been like TikTok creators have just been able to create these incredibly hyper niche and incredibly hyper relevant messages in extremely short form content, which, you know, we've not seen this happen before in any platform. Vine perhaps did something similar, but not to the extent that TikTok has done it. And so, Th- that approach or, or that that ability to create that has meant that so many creators on there have the ability to go viral and virality from an advertising perspective is really the goal you know we want people watching the ads entertained by the ads educated by the ads and sharing the ads we always talk about how you know the best ads are the ones that don't actually look like ads and so something that we've been uh, been testing with a lot of success is taking that TikTok style approach and using those types of videos as our ads on the likes of Facebook, and that's been working really, really well for us. And and it's also it's also a really a really good move for a lot of people. If we think of the traditional business owner, let's 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 take a, a doctor for example. They're extremely busy. We've had a lot of resistance with our clients who are doctors because they don't want to sit down and film a ten minute YouTube video and then make videos every single week. But now with this kind of new style of TikTok videos, it's very easy and accessible for them to go. Okay, well I can do a, I can do a fifteen second video. That's no problem. So it's re- it's a really interesting and really exciting place to be in right now because of this trend towards a short short form and and what i'd call like hyper relevant videos that we're seeing i love that one well, i love that it's the the business owners and the people who are actually delivering that product that are are starting to produce the content you know for me that that was always my objective with with my clients when i had an agency where i was like yeah we could make your content we could make your creatives but if you do it people are going to connect with it without you even trying like i'm gonna to have to try really hard <laughs> like you could say hey i'm a doctor here's the issues i face or here's what my clients face and here's how i take care of it so much it's more genuine 
And I think that's that's kind of a trend across all social media where people are kind of tired of produced. Uh, they're tired of seeing the message that's obviously being copyrighted. And maybe the copywriting still works and all that stuff still works. But I think in terms of that, you know, click through that feels more like uh, that you'd see it like a check stand where you're like, hey, gum, I don't need it, but it's cool. I've actually personally done that on TikTok where I'm looking through my feed and I'm like, holy crap, how did they know I like Tuesday boots? Like, I'd never even heard that brand before I bought a pair and now now I'm clicking on these links. So I think that the niche connection, the genuine approach to creatives, and then the algorithm that they're using to connect that with the people who actually want to see it is huge. So in terms of that, because I know the numbers still matter, do you have an approach for analyzing your creatives, say the new creatives that you're producing using the the business owners that has kind of delivered in spades or? Yeah. So, so we, we approach the campaign build just like how we always have. I, I like to describe, you know, an paid ad campaign, like a Christmas tree. So it's like, you've got your main niche or your main objective at the top. Within that, you've got your different audience segments and the different audiences that you're trying to target. And then within each of those different audience segments you've got different uh, different variants of creative or or different variants of copy so you might have one campaign three audiences four ads within each audience and so you've got 12 ads in total that's where the christmas tree comes from and so we, we build the campaign in the exact same way that we always have but within that different um, advertising uh, ad level that's where we start target uh, testing those different creatives one of the things that we used to do when we first started creating campaigns was we actually focused on the advertising copy. So we would tend to use you know a smaller number of images, but test lots of different copy. We've now flipped that on its head, and we tend to use a smaller number of copy variants with a larger number of creative variants, different videos, for example. And that just allows us very quickly to see this is like the we're looking at obviously cost per lead, cost per purchase, those main metrics. But we're also looking at like these, the kind of what I call the leading metrics as well, such as the who's watching the first ten seconds, how many people are watching the first ten seconds, twenty five percent, and and if like almost every single campaign that we're looking at, these short TikTok style videos are getting far greater view throughs and ten second views than you know our our old standard of slightly longer. Like a really good example of this is uh, with a, chi- a chiropractor client of ours. So we used to get them to sit down and answer questions like tell us about um, 10 ways ten ways that a chiropractor can help back pain, for example. That might be like a four minute video or something really inter- like really educational, well edited, really good video. Now, all we do is we get the doctor to pick their phone up. They just point to different parts of their screen and the video is titled 10 ways uh, chiropractor can help back pain and they just point and on the on the points we just add little captions to say you know whatever those different things are so the four minute video has turned into like a 15 second video but we're still getting all the points across but because we're getting better view throughs we're getting people watching the video time and time again it sends and this is across facebook tiktok all, all the different platforms it sends messages to the algorithm to say this is good we want more of this and, and so you, you get reap and, and thus you get better clicks and, and uh, better purchases or better lead costs as well. Oh, that's fantastic. When you say chiropractor, I was like, oh, is it is it the guy cracking somebody's back? Because I always 
you wait for the crack, right? Yeah. <laughs> so do you have you found yeah, categories? Because that's actually an excellent example of doing the the ten points, and now you don't have to. You know, if they want more information, they'll click. If they don't. It, it took five seconds to produce that video, so it wasn't a huge, you know, resource drain. Have you found like that kind of list category is good, or or does humor work, or are there different segments based on the industry? Yeah, I mean, I think that the the two key pillars of what we've always tried to go after being either educational or entertaining still still fit. So if you can be ent- if you can be educational or you can be entertaining, you're in a good space. The I think where TikTok are have done really well our tiktok creators is combining the two so like infotainment videos where it's educational it's entertaining in one video if you if you can get that nailed which is easier said than done and sometimes you know if you're talking about chronic pain it's maybe not the type time to be entertaining but you know different different businesses have have the ability to do to do um different things so if you can get that sweet spot, then that's that's you know that's really going to work for you. That's awesome. Now in terms of TikTok too, because I, I figure a lot of people end up on the channel probably if they're like, well, I love that. What else do they have? Do you come up with a list of like, hey, you need this default content on your channel, and then we're going to focus on these paid ads that you know kind of go in line with the channel, or how do you incorporate that component? Yeah, it's a really good question. So some of the things that we're trying to get customers to talk about is like user generated content. Can we get other people using the the product or the service, testimonials and case studies? And again, when we're talking about ads, it's slightly different because we're you know we're spending money to get something in front of people, so we want to make sure it's great. But some of the posts that need that need to be on there don't have to be as polished and as great as as the ads. So things like if you've had a Zoom conversation with a client and you can get them to talk about how their life has changed, just taking that. And uploading that to TikTok, if somebody's scrolling through the feed, they, you know, they, they see your ad, they click on it, they go through and they can, they, they've got the proof, the social proof is on there. So yeah, user generated content, social proof of some form is great. And then I think if you, you know, if you're just continuously creating content and it's adding value and is educational, that's going to do the job for you. And, and like all of the other platforms, and probably more so than the other platforms is just try and not use the feed to sell. You know, your your ad your ads can do the selling, the links can do the selling. When you take people off the platform, that's when to do the selling. But don't use your Facebook feed, don't use your TikTok feed to just promote, 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 because that's just going to be an absolute instant turnoff to anyone that's on the platform. Because, you know, as you're scrolling through TikTok, it, I mean, it is addictive because the content is so good and the algorithm is so good. As soon as you put something in there that's not up to standard because you've tried to promote something, you're just, you're just going to get shut down. Not, not, not actually shut down, but people aren't going to watch. No, it's weird. So, you know, we, we talked a lot about TikTok, but how do you apply, do some of these same rules now apply to Google, you know, the Google network, or is it just really specific to TikTok? Yeah, I mean, I mean, when you're looking at, you know, likes of YouTube ads and things, it's obviously slightly different because because of the portrait and landscape differences. But I think the the same the same theory in terms of the video still, still applies. And I think that every marketer, whether you want to run TikTok ads or whether you want to be on TikTok or not, should be paying attention to what's happening on TikTok because there's a lot to learn there. Like, like I mentioned, the, you know, the hyper niche, hyper relevant, that's, that's a marketing principle that we can take regardless of channel and implement. So whether that's 
you know, Google search, Google display, Google, like YouTube, whatever it might be. If you can create those hyper relevant moments and you can create ads that don't seem like ads, then it doesn't, for me, it doesn't matter what channel that is. You just, but the thing you do have to be clear on is just how do people consume content on that platform? So somebody scrolling TikTok is a very different behavior than somebody that's searching for a video on YouTube, for example. That makes sense. Do you ever get pushback from your clients where they're like, hey, you know, I paid you this much and you're just taking some video of me and putting it online versus, you know, doing a huge production and hiring a crew and, you know, do a bunch of editing? Not, not so much that objection, but there definitely is the objection that we face is just trying to get clients to create content in the first place. And they don't they don't see the value in, in doing it because they think that because for years they've been able to just upload semi-rubbish pictures and videos to Facebook and generate leads at a decent cost. And so to get them to sit down and, and film videos and create videos has definitely been the challenge. So like what we've what we've done is we've tried to create packages for them where we'll give them some of the ideas, they can film them very quickly and then we can do all the editing for them just to take that workload off from them. But yeah, the, the the challenge is definitely getting clients to create content in the first place. But I did have, we've been working with, I'm talking a lot about health and chiropractors because I've got one client in my mind and that we've been working with for three or four years now. And I've been hounding them for the last years, the years to start creating content. And they, they've done drips and drabs, but they always come back to, you know, we're so busy. And when we, when we spoke to them, you know, a month or two ago and, and discussed this idea of, well, we need to create TikTok style videos. They were like, okay, we can maybe do that. We can maybe do that. And then I spoke to them this week and they've sent me this massive Dropbox of videos. So I've finally been able to crack, crack them. And I think it's because the barrier to entry now is much lower. Um, but, but there's a caveat to that. When the barrier to entry is lower, it means that more and more, more people will do it. And so, yes, we've got an opportunity now to start and start early, but we do have to think about, you know, it's not just easy as creating a 15 second video. We still have to make those videos great in order to stand out because when everyone starts doing it, then it becomes the new norm and we have to do something else to, to stand out from that norm. Hey, Ryan Dice here. You know, it's been a while since I've run the day-to-day for Digital Marketer, the company that Roland and I are partners in. Fortunately, we have a great team and great partners who help us with all that nitty-gritty stuff now. But the one thing that we focused on while I was there and the one thing the team still focuses on to this day is optimizing everything. I'm talking testing everything from the sales copy to the color of the checkout button. Testing like this can have a huge impact on your bottom line, but the truth is it takes a lot of time and a lot of resources. And half the time, we were just throwing stuff against the wall just to kind of see what stuck. But the good news is you don't have to figure everything out on your own anymore. And that's because our friends at Conversion Fanatics have optimized hundreds of sites in all types of industries from small startups to Fortune 500s. And now they can handle all your testing and optimization for you too. So if you feel stuck when it comes to optimizing your website, go and visit conversionfanatics.com and they'll give you a list of custom suggestions to optimize your site 100% free. Once again, you can find them at conversionfanatics.com. Well, I know with chiropractors, it's kind of, it's an interesting, you know, subject, easy to create content for, you know, they're always talking to people, people, they have good 
you know, customers who really appreciate their work. How do you approach it with somebody who's more like B2B, you know, boring <laughs> is probably the, they're not boring, but their subject matter isn't appealing. How do you approach that, especially when it comes to like TikTok, if it's, if they could profit from it or a lot of their customers are there, but the, the content is explicitly interesting? Yeah. Uh, so it's a great question because probably the majority of businesses fall into that category of like they're, they're not that interesting. And, and that's the, that's the goal. That's the key. I guess that's the, the job of the marketer to try and make that product service or, or company interesting. And, and I think that like being on TikTok isn't for everyone. You know, if you're a, if you're a B2B recruitment agency, do you need to be on TikTok? Probably not. I mean, your customers, your customers likely will be there and they likely will be scrolling, but are they really interested in, you know, discussing recruitment or, you know, if you're a cleaning firm discussing cleaning on, on that platform? Potentially not. But I think if that is the case, it's okay. Well, what, what is the channel that is most relevant to us? Is it Facebook? Is it Google? And then taking that same theory in terms of the type of content and applying it there. And I think, you know, if you take, the 10 ways to reduce back pain where you're pointing to the different things. That very, very big video is one that can be applied to any business. You know, if you're a recruitment agency, like three things you need to do to improve your CV, bang, bang, bang. Or if you're a cleaning company, like three areas to three areas that often get overlooked when cleaning an office, bang, bang, bang. You know, these are types of things that, that people can create. And then there's a really cool tool, actually. If you, if, you, if you create a TikTok video, you can take it and add it to a tool called SnapTik. And that basically removes the watermark, the TikTok watermark. And then you can use that, let's say you are B2B, on uh, LinkedIn. So taking those TikTok style videos and applying them and, and then use, and adding them onto LinkedIn is a, is, would be a great play for B2B. Let's talk about uh, LinkedIn, because I think that's another one that a lot of companies overlook. They think it's just, you know, a recruiting platform or they don't think their customers are there. How do you kind of approach that advertising? Is it the same in terms of like genuine content and, you know, selfie videos? Yeah, well, well LinkedIn's an interesting one because it's uh, it's a pla- it's an advertising platform. I, I love it as a organic platform it's 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 kind of quickly becoming my like go-to number one platform from an advertising perspective it's it's always one that's got quite a lot of stick because it seemed to be a lot more expensive than the other platforms like if you take linkedin and and facebook for example side by side your cpms are going to be much higher on linkedin but the so that's like the downside of linkedin but the upside of linkedin is if, if you are b2b you can be so specific on the types of people that you want to target. So I can literally say I want to target marketing directors of companies that have more than 500 members of staff that's located in the UK and is interested in football or whatever it might be. You know, so you can be really specific. So if you're B2B and typically, you know, your the lifetime value of a customer is going to be a lot higher, you know, if your deal size is, you know, 10, 20, 50K, then actually you can afford to spend that extra cost on the CPM because it's just a maths game at the end of the day. Whereas, you know, if you're looking at a B2C e-commerce client, those level of CPMs aren't probably aren't going to be profitable. So it's about, as a platform, it's about 
again, it's, it's kind of like, what are the, what are we trying to achieve here? Who's it we're trying to go after? And then what's the channel that's best for that? From a creative standpoint, yeah, I, I would say it's the same. Like I, I'm seeing a lot of people on LinkedIn just now having success with that same strategy of taking the TikTok style videos and using them on LinkedIn, which is great. And and the, the good, a little tactic here for anybody is a good little idea for here is is to shoot on TikTok and try and do it regularly and use that as almost a like a training ground or a, a place where you can see what's working and what's not. And then the best performers on TikTok, put them through Snaptick, get rid of the watermark, and then upload them to LinkedIn. And if you're if you're B two B, you know you're gonna have a you're gonna have good success doing that. That's awesome. Well, it's a, it's a good approach too, just from our production side. We're like, now you don't have to produce a special one for each network. Just do a bunch on TikTok, see how they work. And I always tell people, you know, the the production question is always there. Where you're like, well, I gotta set up the lights, I gotta set up the camera make sure the mic works like there's a lot of stuff that could could go into it whereas if you just said like no just shoot here's some ideas show some examples and have them just bust it out you'll be good to go you know or you'll learn something right yeah and i think that another like in a sorry mark i was gonna say another thing to add there is you know if you can if you can take something that you're doing on tiktok that might be because every plat every channel has like their own culture and their own thing that's going on so if you can take, you know, the same video, but tweak it slightly for the LinkedIn platform. So you might change the caption slightly. Um, you know, on TikTok, you might say something like, I don't know, I'm making this up, like weird things TikTokers do. And then you make the same video, but you say weird things LinkedIn, you know, people on LinkedIn do and upload it there. Just so you're always making sure that it's relevant for, for the specific channel. Oh, that's a good tip. Yeah, because you don't want people just posting their TikTok branded video onto LinkedIn with a bunch of people who, you know, hate TikTok for no reason, maybe. <laughs> like, oh, this jerk does TikTok. Only jerks do TikTok. And now I'm not going <laughs> to do business with you. So I think that's that's a really good tip. And that what was the service you were saying for removing the watermark? It's a website called SnapTick. No, that's that's yep. that's a great suggestion because I actually thought that too because I'm you know I'm new to TikTok as well. I tend to you know other than for the company, I personally my if you look at my following, I'm kind of in a hole where I disappear for six months at a time. So, but if I could produce one video and share it to everywhere, much more likely to happen. So, no, that's a that's a huge tip for the the people who are TikToking. Is the process of creating the ads that much difficult than more more difficult than creating the posts themselves? No, actually, it's it's pretty much exactly the same. So we we've had like a a lot of success. I, I don't know if I can send this to you after, and then you can add it into the show notes and things for people. But we 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 had um, so one of our clients, a, a whiskey brand, and and they they basically all of their creative was really professional, like photo photos taken, and we we decided to take TikTok style videos for them. And we just used those as ads, and the we and then because they performed really well on on the likes of TikTok, we then rolled those out into to Facebook as well, and they're by far the best performing videos. Uh, in fact, not just videos, creatives in that ad account, like overall. Uh, and it was literally just um, all we did. Like I I shot it with my fiance in literally five minutes. It's a it's a pouch that comes through your door with whiskey in it and then you you know you can drink it 
So I literally just filmed my fiance posting it through the door, me collecting it, pick up the thing. She she then takes it, opens it up, pours it into a glass, takes a sip out of it, and then goes, oh, wow, that's great. So literally five minutes it took to record this thing, and it has resulted in like hundreds of sales of those pouches. Now, if you compare that to the creatives that that client has already created, which which is finding a venue, getting the bottles, hiring a photo team, hiring a video team, and spending half a day taking photos and videos of a product, first hours it took five minutes. So you don't have to create something super sophisticated and amazing but for it to be an ad. You just have to create something that's interesting, appealing, educational, entertaining, just exactly like you would post on the feed, but you're running it as an ad. And sometimes it's just a case of posting things. And then when something pops and something really works, you can go, oh, well, why don't we try that out as an ad? Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And I think there is some distinction you have to make between like, okay, this is an ad and these creative assets you're making are for branding. You know, because if you go to, let's say, the whiskey website and it looked like a TikTok that somebody put up in five minutes, you're not going to sell any whiskey. <laughs> so, you know, I think there is still a point to that professionally produced type of content. But for your ads, like it's, you know, if you could do that and, and it's something you connect to, you know, people are like, well, I have a hole in my door that can fit a whiskey pouch. Like, this is great. <laughs> like, I'll take it. You know, we, we have talked a lot about video, though. Do you still think there's a place for graphics or just still images? Yeah, totally. Totally. I would say like almost every campaign that we run will have images, graphics in it. I would say that the, I've definitely seen a decline in graphic, like professionally designed graphics having like performance wise. So for 100% graphic, brilliant. Now there's definitely like a decline to the point that we, we've done some tests where like one of our clients is a streaming platform. And we tested professionally designed graphics versus just pictures of people's streaming setups. So, you know, literally you just taking a selfie with your setup that you've got just there. The selfies work better. And that was on Facebook and that was on Google. And then we've also tested with our own ads. We tested professionally designed graphics versus a really quick design. that I, t- I just made a meme. So I took like a guy's st- a stock image of a guy's face and then put like meme text over it. And that performed better than the graphics as well. So these are two isolated stories I'm sharing. But the point I'm trying to make is that professionally designed graphics, I would say there's a trend that they're not, they're performing not as well as they used to, probably because they look like ads. Whereas images, photos, you know, selfies, those types of things actually still, you know, still work really well. Well, that's a huge tip for anybody who's, you know, coming out with a campaign because, you know, we do it all the time and I have a history in graphic design. So I come up with the the fancy graphics and, you know, animate them and do all the stuff. But we've done the same thing where it's like, okay, let's just do a picture of somebody on a computer. Oh, great. You know, that that did way better. So no, we've, we've seen the same trend as well, as annoying as it is for me personally. It's, you know, <laughs> it works and it's so much easier than going through the other process so exactly it's like the tiktok style it's you know the barrier to entry is is a lot lower like a doctor instead of creating a nice graphic design it's like just a show a picture of yourself in your office and and if, if you think about it, it makes sense because the the person that's 
coming in to the doctor's office gets to see where they're going to be. It gets to see the person that's treating them. And, and so it's, you know, it's, it's creating a better uh, and more trusting environment, I guess. No, it's awesome. Well, I, I think it personally connects people, especially for local businesses with that person you may have seen before, you know, and now you get to see what they do. You know that they're going to be the one serving you, which is another good connection. And, you know, here here in Texas is where we're located. The knowing the business owner, that's actually a huge component of business. People want to know who they're doing business with. And well, here, especially in Austin, they're pretty anti-corporate. So anything that looks like it was produced by a big company will actually do worse than something that looks like it was produced by a small business. So that actually uh, goes to your point as well. You know, genuine, connectable content. Yeah. If something looks like an ad, probably not going to perform as well against something that doesn't look like an ad. Nice. Love that. So if people want to find out about working with you or, you know, more tips, things like that, how can they uh, find out more? Yeah. Well, they can find me on all of the socials under Mr. Gavin Bell. Or if they want to check the the work that we do and and my agency, they can head to weareyatter.com. Awesome. Well, there you have it. If you're, uh, you know, spending millions on ad production, creatives, definitely consider this method. Or if you're somebody who's never done an ad and is uh, afraid of, you know, the cost or the, you know, production side of it, just don't worry about it. Right now is the the golden age of busting out ads that you could produce in five minutes. And still, you're going to need somebody to, to run the rest of it. So you still need marketers. So any marketers out there, don't worry everybody still needs help and you're the one that's going to make it happen. So thank you so much for coming on, Gavin. This has been a great talk. We're going to, you know, employ some of these tips right here at Digital Marketer and really appreciate you coming on. Thank you for having me, Mark. It's been a pleasure. All right, guys, that's it. Tune in soon. Bunch more coming out every single week. This is Digital Marketer. Hey, DM listeners, if you're running a Black Friday or Cyber Monday special, listen up, because Digital Marketer just released our Canva holiday promo pack. It includes almost 200 templates that you can use to make the graphics for all your upcoming holiday specials and three unique design themes for each holiday. The promo pack is usually $27, but you can get it today for free. Check the show notes for the link to download, or you can go directly to digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates. That's digitalmarketer.com forward slash LP forward slash holiday templates.